The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how artificial intelligence is helping evolve the e-commerce industry. Joining us is Blake Van Leer, who is the EVP and General Manager of Proto AI's e-commerce division, which is a scalable SaaS provider of cloud-based intelligence solutions focused on improving customer interactions and results reducing the cost of services and increasing revenues for business partners. And today, Blake and I are going to discuss the next generation of AI for e-commerce. All right, here's my conversation with Blake Van Leer, the EVP and GM of Proto's AI e-commerce division. Blake, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Ben. Thank you for having me. We're big fans of the MarTech Podcast and love what you've been doing here. No, I appreciate it. Excited to uh, chat with you. And boy, are you working in an interesting space. It's definitely the topic of the year. Everything we talk about seems to be focused on artificial intelligence these days. And I'm very curious to hear how it's not only impacting e-commerce, but also how it's evolving. So let's start off. Give me the lay of the land here. When you think about artificial intelligence, specifically in e-commerce... How is that different than artificial intelligence for some of the other industries? We talk about SaaS and content. Where is artificial intelligence impacting e-commerce the most today? So we're seeing e-commerce help a lot with automation. And so if you think about things like making the marketing process or supply chain process or merchandising more efficient, that's where AI is coming in to automate that. So those teams can focus on their brand and engaging with their customers. And so it's taking a lot of, as we put it, the guesswork out of what to do with the site. If I'm auto-optimizing the site to get more retention, more conversions, or all things around the cart, or personalize that journey for each of the customers. You started off saying automation. And a million years ago, I worked at eBay. And one of the things that we were always focused on was showing someone the right mix of products when they haven't specified what specifically they're looking for, a browsing merchandising engine. And I think that those technologies have evolved dramatically over the last 10 to 20 years since I left the company. 
How is artificial intelligence any different than what I might have recognized eBay doing 10 years ago when they were building an algorithm to suggest like products or try to figure out what was going to be relevant for someone? What did AI do that's different than what happened a decade ago? So I think when you were doing that, I have to say this, but I was in college. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're around the same bracket there, so no worries. But I was ranking sites on Google. And I was focused on driving traffic to eBay and how I would do that was rank a site on Google. I put 500 white text font on a white background. And it was the easy days of SEO and driving affiliate marketing before affiliate marketing was cool. While I was doing that, our core founders were doing something much cooler. They were working on AI. So they've been working on AI solutions specifically for commerce and other verticals for the past 20 years. Okay. What I'm hearing from you is number one, I'm old. (laughs) Yes, you're not wrong. And number two, you were focused on internet marketing back in the days when the algorithms were relatively simplistic. Obviously, they've grown and, and leads me back to the question of, okay, well, what changed? It used to be there was an algorithm that looked at things like if you're interested in one product, what are similar selling products or try to come up with some sort of a customer profile and match you with a product that might be relevant. Now we have artificial intelligence. Isn't it just doing the same thing? Exactly. So how things have changed, and I think this might be the case for a lot of AI products, is having the cloud and not just the cloud come about with Google, Amazon, Microsoft, but also having the cloud architecture there to be able to support sophisticated programs like these AI solutions that you see. And so when our founders founded this technology 20 years ago, they were not able to use it. The amount of computing power they would need, it just was not sustainable and or a scalable business. You're looking at things like Rackspace back then. So now you have that and you also have advancements with quantum computing. And so now you can actually see these technologies be scalable and, and test them in various industries. So tell me about how personalization and the customer journey has changed based on using AI. AI takes, or at least for proto-AI, it takes the guesswork out of A-B testing and constantly analyzing what customers are doing on your site and then estimating the best that you can and looking at that data on a weekly or monthly basis. It's able to do that within seconds. So it's just so much more efficient and personalizing and saying, hey, look, I've looked at X amount of customer journeys. And now the AI knows that these customers are more likely to like this combo package of SKUs in their cart or just this particular product at the right place at the right time. So it's having that be more efficient. So you're able to basically A-B test at scale, right? Infinitely at scale because the artificial intelligence is always examining conversion data. What type of data do you have to feed into a tool like Proto AI or another AI e-commerce engine that can help you give enough data or enough touch points to a, a large language model, to an AI solution to actually have it have enough data to be able to optimize and make the best decisions? Most AI solutions today require a certain amount of threshold that's changing as the market changes and technology evolves. But mostly today, it requires a lot of data. So if you look at OpenAI or some of the larger AI companies out there, 
they have a certain amount of threshold and revenue and traffic volume before they can meet with you. And what you're seeing now is the next generation of those AI products. We put ourselves in that bucket where it's not necessarily relying on a neural net, just a massive data dump to learn. We base it on sessions to avoid getting into things like privacy, like learning the customer's personal details. We want to avoid the creepy AI category, right? So it's basing it on uh, user sessions per site is the way our algorithm learns. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right, you got to walk me through that a little bit. You mentioned uh, neural net, which is what solutions like OpenAI's ChatGPT are using, as opposed to something that is session-based. Go into more detail. Tell me what that means. It's a great way to learn. It's the best that we have for a lot of use cases for AI to have a neural net. But with ours, it's based on Bayesian theory. It uses quantum computing. Then it's able to use things like signal processing to uh, narrow in on a shopping pattern based upon how users flow. And then it's constantly learning, you know, as it offers somebody this product that they add it to cart. So then the next one, they offer them a different combination or a different SKU, and it's learning and testing in real time. Another way that it's different, it also has the ability to unlearn as quickly as it relearns. And what I mean by that is a great example would be going on Amazon or any shopping experience and you see a certain sale or seasonal pattern in the holidays. You're going to see other people bought this or you might like this because there's just a high trend to buy that currently because of the sales. Another example would be you look up a toilet seat and then you're going to get followed around through the journey with variants in toilet seats. Chances are you're only going to buy one toilet seat. And so our AI is unlearning and not recommending the obvious and continuously personalizing that down to the user versus sticking with a, like a set of trends, if you will. You mentioned artificial intelligence is 
being used for basically merchandising, understanding what the user journey should be, what's the right product recommendation. I always assumed that artificial intelligence and e-commerce would be very much centered on content production. One of the big problems I had when we were working at eBay in the SEO team was millions of products, millions of different SKUs, hard to create product listings for each one of them. Is artificial intelligence impacting the content production game for e-commerce as much as I would expect it to? We're just starting. I think it's similar to a baseball game, that first inning, kind of like when you saw the social media or any of those new technologies emerge and break out and what to do with those products. Certain products make sense, certain ones don't. So we're kind of just now seeing some of that dust settle. But absolutely, prompt content creation is the new thing. It's not going away. And auto optimization. So automating, taking the guesswork out, and then prompt inspiration, if you will. So you're not stuck with, say, like writer's block, like you just mentioned. It is difficult to think about all the variants and what kind of content I can add on the site and then rather retain like a big agency to do that. You could have someone that specializes in prompt engineering. That's definitely going to be a new field. I'm seeing a trend right now. You already have programs at universities where someone's being trained specifically on prompt engineering, whether that's coding or content creation. So we've been talking about where we stand today with artificial intelligence. Tell me a little bit about what you see in the crystal ball. What's going to happen and what's the next generation of AI technologies that's going to impact e-commerce? I think you're going to see a lot of companies start to use AI more. Believe it or not, the majority do not. So whether they're online, a mix, brick and mortar, they're not using that. In the future, I think it's just going to be part of your standard tech, having a couple AI technologies and then eventually a lot more within your tech stack. So your list of technologies that you have like a must have whether that's an SEO optimizer, your email tool, et cetera. You're going to have your AI for content creation, your AI for A-B testing and email and so on. So that's definitely going to just be like a standard way of life in the future. And then hopefully that allows a lot of the team members at these organizations, you're still going to need humans. I think there's always that fear, what is AI going to do? And you're still going to need humans in that place. And so that'll allow them to hyper-focus on doing what they do best, which is just creating, creating more SKUs, creating more brands, and they can do it quicker now. Well, the good news is humans are still going to be involved in some capacity. Hopefully, we're also going to see incremental gains from companies starting to integrate artificial intelligence more and more into their solutions. Blake, before I let you go, tell me a little bit about what Proto.ai is doing for people that aren't familiar with you. What's the company about and what are some of the solutions you have that might be relevant for our audience? Absolutely. Yeah, we're an AI company at its core and we're auto-optimizing the customer's journey and taking the guesswork out for anyone in e-commerce. And we personalize the customer journey through things like product recommendations. And we're seeing on average about 30 to 50% lift with our case studies. All right. So lots to think about when it comes to artificial intelligence and e-commerce. And now we've found the pros just for that. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Blake Van Leer, the EVP and GM of Proto AI's e-commerce division. If you'd like to get in touch with Blake, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Blake Van Leer. That's B-L-A-K-E-V-A-N-L-E-E-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Proto.ai, P-R-O-T-O.ai. 
And on Proto.ai, you can also sign up for a free trial. I believe it's 120 days with no contract required to test some of their tools and services. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MarTechPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.